Welcome to Behind the Sermon, a podcast where pastors talk about all things from preaching and practical ministry. My name is Jen Ryerson, and I'm joined in the studio this morning with my colleague, Andrew Thompson. Andrew, I know you're about ready for me to ask you how you're doing, right? You're about ready to say, I'm good, Jen. I'm good. Thank you, right? I'm good. That's what, yeah. But I'm not going to ask you that this morning. I'm actually going to ask you, we're going to change it up a little bit, and I'm going to ask you to tell me and our listeners... Uh, what the highlight has been of your morning so far? The highlight of my morning, thank you, Jen, mm-hmm. for asking, is has been uh, teaching chapel this morning. Um, I taught chapel for uh, three different preschool classes, and um, I have a shepherd's crook in my office, and I wanted to teach on the parable of the lost sheep. And so I grabbed my children's Bible, and I grabbed my shepherd's crook, and I went over to the Oasis room, and I got to tell him what a shepherd's crook is and how a shepherd uses it to uh, guide and protect the sheep. That's and, so fun. And we read, G- or we sang Jesus Loves Me together. Yeah, you did. And then I read a parable of the lost sheep and I got I let him hold the shepherd's crook. You like to let the children hold your props, don't I do, you? I do. I think that yeah. children are very tactile. You know, they like to get their hands on stuff and touch it. So I like to just let them have it. Yeah, you know, I will, one of my favorites. So that's your high for this morning so far, right? You know, so like far. At dinner, do you do y'all do like, give me some highs and lows? Give me one high, give me one low. What was the best thing that happened at school today? That kind of thing. Yeah, so we can do that on the podcast. So that's your yeah. high. Would yeah. You, well, would you, you wait, know, wait, wait, You know wait. what? <laughs> by, the, by the end of this podcast. This that's pod- going to be your high. It may, the podcast may have lapped the whole preschool. Or you know what? It may be your low. <laughs> By the time we're done with this podcast, it may be his low Good for the day. day. So wait, I just need to say this um, because because one of my favorite, most memorable moments in ministry so far here at First Church has been, I think it was Christmas. It wasn't Christmas Eve that you did. Was it Christmas Eve when you did the children's sermon? And you brought your nativity, or was it just during Advent? During Maybe Advent. I was preaching, or Todd was preaching. Yeah. And so you were up, volunteered, mm-hmm. um, if I remember correctly, to do the children's sermon. And mm-hmm. so you brought your your very delicate nativity scene with you, and uh-huh. you open up by saying, "I will butcher this," but you open up by saying, "Children, this nativity scene is like five hundred years old." And then you talk a little bit about this, this, this very delicate nativity seat. And then you say, would y'all like to pass it around here? Pass it down here. You should hold it. And Danny and I are sitting back up there. I remember we're dying. Like, what is he doing? Why is he putting that in the hands of those children? I'll never forget that. But you and Danny famously do not like to let the children hold things during no, children's I mean, moment. You know, like, like, Yeah. Like when just, Danny brought out the handbells and he was, right? he wasn't about to let those Mm-mm. kids get their paws on the handbells. No, no, no. So, and I believe there was a, wasn't there a balloon incident once where you were blowing up a balloon and the children were looking with hope filled eyes that they were going to get a balloon. And then you were just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, kids, no, you're not touching the balloons. Let the air out of that thing. <laughs> You never know. You never know. And it's just like Benny this past Sunday. I mean, <laughs> the children's moment sometimes is so comical. And I think that, oh, our church members might really agree with that. 
I'll tell you, it, it feels a lot more comical when you're getting to sit up there watching somebody else lead the children's right. moment than it is when you're leading it yourself. Right. So this week when, when Pastor Danny was doing the children's sermon, Benny, who is, is Patrick Hall and Lacey's son, was sitting right beside Pastor Danny and he was just saying all kinds of things and asking all kinds of funny questions and Andrew and I are just sitting back there just, <laughs> yes, Benny, yes, this is so good. Oh, children's moments. That, yeah, okay. And we're also joined in the studio uh, by Patrick Hall. Patrick, would you, oh, look, you have a mic today. I do. Okay, so how about you share a high this morning? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my low and then my high okay. because they are related. Okay. I thought about this. Oh, oh wait, did I, was, did I experience your low? You actually, Jen, or okay. we're part of both of them. Well, my <laughs> I, there's a there's a small ledge just outside my office door where I often, if I have my hands full, particularly with a coffee cup, mm-hmm. I'll set this coffee cup on this very narrow and small ledge so I can grab my keys and unlock my office. And I've never had a problem before, and I do this all the time, set that coffee cup down on that narrow ledge and unlock my door. Well, today, for some reason, my low point was that that coffee cup did not stay on that ledge, (laughs) and it went everywhere. I mean, down, and you'd think that the porcelain coffee cup would have just, you know, busted, but it didn't. But it caused a a huge mess in the hallway there in between the three of our offices. Uh, Jen and I are our office mates there uh, near each other. So that was the low point. The high point was actually before that was when you came around the corner this morning and I was already oh. working and you stuck, you stuck your head in, you said, good morning. And you said, I just made some fresh coffee and it's in there ready to go. Mm. And it was just great. It was great to start that. And anyway, no, not that was the high. It was just to see your smiling face and you say, hey, there's fresh hot coffee to go. Oh, yeah. So that's hot my, coffee that's makes my high me very happy. That's my high. When I, when you just smell the smell of the coffee brewing. Oh. Well, it's not just the coffee. It, the, the inner office relationships here at First Church are actually very, very good. And the, the heartwarming and high point for me was just just that interaction, that little bit of, oh, we both know that we like coffee. And hey, this is going to this is going to be a little good morning you know, boost to you. Did you see the little note I left you on the I creamer? did. You left creamer for us mm-hmm. there next to the coffee, which is an abnormal thing. Normally, we'd have to walk in another right. part of the building to get cream, but there it was with, an, with a lovely note right next to the coffee pot. That's it was wonderful. Nice. Mm-hmm. I took one for the team today, and I walked the whole way down there, filled it up with creamer, and brought it back for y'all. Did you drink coffee yet this morning, Andrew? I have not had a single cup of coffee. Okay. I haven't had any caffeine today. Oh, boy. Maybe that's what's Uh, wrong with me. Maybe that is what's wrong with you. (laughs) Okay, so all of this high and low stuff. Uh, Come along with us as we go behind the sermon. Wait, did you just finish the intro? I did. Wow. <laughs> I nailed it this time. Todd's not here. I'm fine. Like, I'm, I feel really good about that. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, is the fantastic. first time I think I've done that by myself that without great. messing it up. And it was, you kind of like wove like significant conversations into the intro. Yeah. So our intro was a little different this morning. It yeah, was. was it, I guess it might not have really been an intro. Well, I mean, that I was an intro just, though. Yeah, we it was we an did intro. a good intro. So, all right. You're about to start a new sermon series, Andrew. Yes. And I mean, yeah. Happy New Year, y'all, because we haven't been on here since the first of the year. Right. So happy 2020. We need to say that. Uh, Todd Lovell's not with us today, so it's just me and you, Andrew. It is. Just, it is. We're going to do this thing. We've been praying for Todd this week. He he fell victim of the flu, so 
but he's on the mend, and uh, we trust that he will is staying hydrated, and and is going to be back in the saddle soon. So, Todd, we're thinking about you, buddy. Hey, Todd. Feel better. Feel better, Todd. So we're about to start a new sermon series. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to hand that over to you uh, to get us started on that, and we'll talk about what that's going to look like, and you can kind of lead us through. Okay. Uh, The sermon series is uh, called Using Your Gift Well, and it's going to be about um, going to be about spiritual gifts. Um, One of the things that we've done the past couple of years uh, since we started our first church focus um, annual report, that's a report that we put together that has information about the church's budget. It has information about the lay leadership of the church on committees. It has information about each of our major ministry areas. And Lori Cree, our very talented director of communications, puts that together in a report uh, together with photos from around the church. And we uh, give that out uh, and also make it available for download off of our church website. And uh, starting last year, I selected a theme verse for the focus report that I also made the theme verse for the first sermon series of the year. And last year, that was Let Your Light Shine. It was about how to be a witness for for God in your uh, regular day-to-day life. And this year, it is Use Your Gift Well. And so uh, the staff members who all wrote reports to go into the annual report um, kind of focused on that verse, kind of wove that into what they wrote. That's going to be coming out later this month. And then I'm going to use it as the um, kind of overarching idea for this series of sermons coming up. So are you going to, so, so using your gift well... So this sermon series is going to is going to walk us through that exactly what what is this gift that we're using well. Yeah. It comes from 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 10 and um like a lot of verses that's written differently depending on the translation of the Bible that you're using. Um I like the contemporary English version on this. The contemporary English version is a translation of the Bible that renders things in short sentences and very simply. Um, and uh, I just love the way that First uh, Peter four ten is rendered in the in the CEV version. It goes like this: Each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others. So use your gift well. And that phrase, use your gift well, is right there at the end of that verse. And this is one of those passages in the New Testament that is referring to spiritual gifts. In other words, is referring to uh, gifts and abilities and talents and capacities that are uh, quickened in us by the power of the Holy Spirit and are intended to be used for building up the body of Christ. And so... um, First Peter is one of those. It also mentions the one that's probably the most well-known is 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verses 12 and 13. Uh, it also talks about spiritual gifts in Ephesians chapter 4, and then it talks about spiritual gifts in Romans chapter 12. And uh, throughout all of these writings, of course, First uh, Peter is written by Peter. The other three are all come, come from the letters of Paul, but they, there's ex- there are examples given of... Um, of, of what spiritual gifts are. And there's a few important things in that, like um, spiritual gifts are capacities or talents or abilities. But the, the interesting thing about them are, is that, to me that they're not intended to make, just make you kind of like a, a spiritual superhero mm-hmm. to go out and do whatever you want to. And, you know, I'm going to use my spiritual gift to 
make $100 million or I'm going to use my spiritual gift to go be an actor in Hollywood. I mean, that's not the point of spiritual gifts. The point of spiritual gifts is specifically for building up the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, what Peter says, um, sorry, each of you has been blessed with one of God's many wonderful gifts to be used in the service of others. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's a direction to spiritual gifts and it's specifically meant to use up, uh, to to be used to uh, build up the body. So um, you can turn to Romans for by the grace, uh, by the grace given to me, I'm about three months from needing bifocals. Mm, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. For as each of us, listen to the language that he's using here, okay? For as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the others, mm-hmm. okay? He uses that in First Corinthians also. It's, this, it's the image of the church as the body of Christ where, you know, some of us may be the fingers and some of us may be the toes and some of us may be the legs or the torso or whatever, but that all the members of the body are intended to make the body function well. And then Paul goes immediately into the language of gifts. He says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. And he goes on and on. Um, and and in, e- in each of that these instances, he's clearly talking about the use of the gift in order to build up the body. Right. And so if, if we're talking about some of the gifts, you just mentioned some. So if we talk about uh, evangelism and teaching and serving and giving and healing. So we you're not to keep those gifts to yourself. I mean, right. If you have the gift of healing, then God intends for you to use that gift in the healing of others. Absolutely. You know, and so same as serving if you, or teaching. If you've been given the gift of teaching, then God intends for you to teach others. Right. Uh, and so that's really important. So I'm excited for you to walk us through that. But let me, you know, you talked about the different translations. I'm going to read a little bit more than your, this week you're focusing on First Peter 4, 10 through 11, right? Uh, I believe so. Or is it just 10? It may just be 10. It might no, it's 10, 10 and 11. It's 10 and 11. But, but yeah. First Peter 4, 10 is kind of like your theme. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That's okay. right. So this is in the message translation. Uh, which I don't turn to often, but uh, a friend had given me this message Bible, and so I've been using it and referring to it, and and so I opened it this morning to see about what we would be talking about, and I just want to read First uh, Peter four. Now this is the message translation, so uh, I'll be reading seven through eleven. Okay. Okay. Everything, especially particularly, I think eight through eleven. Everything in the world is about to be wrapped up, so take nothing for granted. This, listen to this line here. Stay wide awake in prayer. Mm. Ooh, isn't that so good? Stay wide awake in prayer. Okay. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love makes up for practically anything. Here we go. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, cheerfully. Mm-hmm. Be generous with the difficult things God gave you passing them around so all get in on it. If words, let it be God's words. If help, let it be God's hearty help. That way, God's bright presence will be evident in everything through Jesus, and he'll get all the credit as the one mighty in everything. 
encores to the end of time. Oh, yes. That's great. Oh, Encore. so encores good. to the end of time. Oh, so That's, good. In the ESV, it's to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen, on, amen. Encores to the end of time. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Oh, it makes you just want to clap your hands. Well, and that's the thing that I think is really um, helpful sometimes about looking at um, a version like the message or as the contemporary English version, which is not, it's not like a, it's not, it doesn't go as far as the message, but it still puts things in really everyday speech, you know, right. really everyday, right. uh, with that, the way that we actually talk is that it makes you hear the, me- it makes you hear the scripture differently. Mm-hmm. Like kind of, right. per- you kind of like, oh, it's like a different Perks frequency all of a sudden. A yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. So, so do you want to talk to us a little bit? Why don't you run us through the different, this is, are we doing six weeks? Uh, uh, five. Five weeks. Yeah. So why don't you, if you're if you're able to, do you want to kind of run us through the sure the titles and themes for each week? Well, yes, and and I so that what I mentioned a second ago about the places in uh, the New Testament that talk about spiritual gifts, um, I'm going to be reading from all of those. So First Peter four is the first week, and then First Corinthians twelve, and then Romans twelve, and then Ephesians four, and then I'm going to finish up with a passage from Romans eight, and so. Over the course of these five weeks, um, I will be able to touch on each one of these places in the New Testament that talks about spiritual gifts. And the thing that I think is so neat about it is because it connects us with what life in the Spirit is all about. I mean, the Spirit is meant to animate us. The Spirit, you know, when when um, Paul says that we are meant to be temples of the Holy Spirit, I mean, that's saying that the, the Spirit of God wants to come and dwell within us. And that's just, it's just like, you know, it's, it's our energy source. It's like being plugged in. You know, it's the Spirit as the source of the charge in our batteries, or at least is meant to be. And, and that's where spiritual gifts um, come from. So... One of the things about spiritual gifts is that I believe that when we receive and cultivate spiritual gifts in our life, that is a sign of of the strength of our relationship with God. Because if spiritual gifts are like your cell phone, it's no good without a charge. Mm. It has to be plugged in so that the battery has to be charged up. Well, spiritual gifts are the same way. So if you're not, if there are no spiritual gifts active in your life, that kind of is a sign that your battery's dead and that you need to get plugged into God. Mm-hmm. So the closer you are in your relationship with God, the more animated you will be by the Holy Spirit and the more powerful the spiritual gifts will be in your life. To me, that's a very, very important thing about it. And so to talk about spiritual gifts is to talk about your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be I'm going to be doing that over the course of these five weeks. The way that I'm framing the sermons is through questions. So the, it's going to be, am I worthy? That's week one. January 26th, am I ready? February the 2nd, will I measure up? February the 9th, will I know what to do? February the 16th, where will it all lead? And um, the reason I want to put it in that way is that I think that, frankly, Jen, I think that spiritual gifts are intimidating to people. Oh, yeah, sure they are. Mm-hmm. And so when people, when you talk about spiritual gifts, I, I just always get the sense that there's always going to be a lot of people out there in the congregation who are thinking he's talking to somebody else. He's not talking to me. You know, I, I don't know. God hadn't called me to be a healer. God hadn't called me to have the gift of prophecy. God hasn't called me to be a, an evangelist. And so he must be talking to somebody else. 
well, I'm not going to be talking to somebody else. I mean, if you're going to be out there. Uh, you're going to be within the sound of Andrew Thompson's voice. <laughs> he's talking to you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Because it says in First Peter, each one of us has a gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have faith in Jesus Christ, if you have the Holy Spirit in your life, then the Holy Spirit is going to use you by gifting you with something. It's just a question of discerning what that is and being willing to actually embrace that in your life. And so to ask questions like, am I worthy? Am I ready? Will I measure up? I'm trying, I'm going to be trying to speak to the intimidation that people feel about receiving spiritual gifts in their life and thinking of themselves as being close enough with the Holy Spirit that they've been given gifts. The question is going to be, are I mean, the answer in each one of these, um, to each one of these questions is going to be, Yes. yes. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah, because are, am I ready? Well, if you wait until you're, you, if, if we wait until we think we're going to be ready, mm-hmm. we're never going to be ready. Right. Right. And so are you ready? You are because God says you're ready. Right. And okay, so let me ask you this. I've, I've thought about this for decades. Do spiritual, does God, I know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how you feel about it. Does God um, empower us with different spiritual gifts at different seasons in our lives as he sees fit. I think that is absolutely the case. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we agree on that. I'm glad we agree on that too. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, from my own experience, that's been the case, mm-hmm. you know, um, and part of it has to do with um, maturity, you know, as you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Part of it also has to do with the season of life that you're in. Like, I feel like for me, I'm a dad now. I have three children and I feel like there are things about my gifting as a pastor that are fundamentally different than before I had children, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and, and so I just think, and I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'll be like. I'm, I'm, um, I'm 27 right now. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> in your mind, you're always going to be 27. I'll always right? be 27. Mm-hmm. It's a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm 43. And so in 10 years when I'm 53, I, I don't know what, where God will have me or mm-hmm. how God might be getting ready to cultivate a different skill set or a different set of gifts for me or when I'm 63 or when I'm 73 or what have you. So, yeah, I think that is the case. I'll tell you something else, Jen. Um, one of the things, like you brought a spiritual gifts inventory, and is that, that's the one you were talking about on Monday, this is isn't one it? I did, I mean, almost 12 years ago I did this. Yeah, I would love to look at that because mm-hmm. it may be the case that in the latter part of the sermon series, we make something like that available to the congregation. I think everybody needs to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say this. I, 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 um, I got one when I was an associate pastor in a town in Arkansas called Searcy. And we did it. And the one that we used was good. I think it was called Equipped for Every Good Work or something like that. But if memory serves, it was a spiritual gift inventory that took the specifically the passages from Romans, 1 Corinthians, and Ephesians, and it broke it out. It enumerated them. It counted them all up. And I can't remember how many there were, um, but let's say there were 19 of them. It counted them all up and it listed them in it like a grid. And then you took the spiritual gifts inventory and it was meant to um, identify uh, the one or the two or three out of that finite list that were your spiritual gifts. Okay, here, here's, here's what I'm going to actually make this argument at some point in the sermon series. I don't think that Paul means for his list to be exhaustive. No, I think you're right. It's why you get a different set in each one of those. 
1 Corinthians doesn't say what Ephesians does, and Ephesians doesn't say what Romans does. Why is that? He's kind of like rattling off a grocery list, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to Harps this afternoon. What do we need? Milk, paper towels, chips, ground beef. But while you're there... You're going to see many other things, right? Yeah. And you're going to put them Cheese in your cart. Cheese and eggs. That's right. Right. Well, some Diet Coke. Maybe. Or Coke, Coke Zero, Zero, as the case may Coke be. Zero. Some coffee. Can I just say something real quick before it loses me? Because it's really comical. Sure. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sitting here just beside myself waiting to say this. Okay, because sometimes, sometimes, Andrew Thompson, God gives you a gift of banjo playing. <laughs> Am I right about that? Do you feel as though maybe at this season in life that God has kind of given you, and I've not heard you play, so I can't really say that you've been gifted or yeah, not. Yeah, you might not call it a gift if you heard me. Yeah, perhaps you were correct. But uh, singing, singing praises to the Lord, that's a spiritual gift. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like you're saying, I completely am with you on that. On yeah. this. this is not an exhaustive list. Yep. You know, I mean, these are just, they, it goes way beyond this. It goes way beyond it. Sir, and I mean, I mean, you could take serving here and you, I mean, our praise and worship bands at all three services, mm-hmm. the way that they serve in the way that they do by singing and playing. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they're not keeping those gifts to themselves. Mm-hmm. They're using them for the body. Well, and I, I have a, a friend named <clears throat> David Watson that teaches at United Theological Seminary, which is a Methodist seminary up in Dayton, Ohio. And he has he, he is the one who invited us into a relationship in Cuba. And I've been to Cuba now with him three times. I just got back a few days ago. And David has an uncanny gift for networking people together. David, he, he brings people together and sometimes he brings people together in academia. Sometimes he brings people together in the church. Sometimes he brings people together cross-culturally, like he brings Americans together with Cuba. But it's like everything about his personality tends towards uniting people together for God's purposes. Paul never says networking is a spiritual gift. Right. But I have seen it for the past few years. I've seen it at work in David Watson's life, and it is a spiritual gift. It is a gift that I believe has been given to David by the power of the Holy Spirit that David is using to build up the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So that is, by definition, a spiritual gift, even though it doesn't make one of the lists in one of one of the New Testament letters. Right, yeah. right. Uh, you know, the, the next question you're going to be asking there, I mean, all these questions... Wow, I mean they're they're profound. So so you're asking, will I measure up? Will I know what to do? You you might not right away. I remember after I I took this survey, you know, 12 or so years ago and I saw my results, immediately I thought, no. Well, no I'm not ready. No I'm not worthy. No I can't measure up to that. Right. How in the world what do I do with that? Right. You know, I mean, so, so yeah. And where will it all lead? I had no idea right. where it would all lead. Well, <laughs> and, and the way I want to answer this for the congregation or what I want to suggest to them is the answer to all of these is, is yes. Where will it lead that? You can't answer that with a yes, but all the other ones, will I know what to do? Will I measure up? The answer is yes, but it's not a simple yes. Mm-mm. It's always a yes, comma, because of Jesus. Yeah. And it might be a, a hard yes and it might be. A, a 
taking you out of your comfort zone, yes. Right. But <laughs> it know? can it can be a yes because of Jesus. Absolutely. Amen. Will I measure up? Yes, because Amen. of Jesus. Am I worthy? Yes, because of Jesus. It's it's all it all goes back to Jesus. Um, and he's what gives us the yes. So let me ask you a question. I just thought about this. So oh boy. Um well well, I mean, but so like you you came into ministry when you were in your what early to mid 30s early 30s early 30s okay and so you had um your life had taken a certain course up until that point and then i know because i know a little bit about your biography and your family's biography that there was a certain point in time at the church where your family was where you were you started to get drawn into ministry specifically around small groups and things like that Mm so i mean clearly there was a point in your life where you got to a season in life when the Holy Spirit began to open up to, to reveal gifts to you that you perhaps didn't even know you had before. Absolutely. And like <clears throat> you were saying about, you know, being a dad, well, there was that that decade or so in my life where I was having babies and I was a stay-at-home mom and I was raising them. And, and so for that point in time, my spiritual gifts were absolutely different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I needed, the Lord was giving me gifts um, you know, to, to allow me to raise them, uh, and be at home with them and care for them in the best way. And then I did, I did feel that the Holy Spirit kind of just snatched me up one day and just got a hold of me and, you know, just allowed me to see these other gifts. Um, perhaps I would was already given them, but I just wasn't using them in, in those times mm-hmm. um but that the spiritual gifts maybe you know god gives us and they just kind of are there and they just lie dormant for a while until he till god calls us and says now it's time you know i need you to use this so what was that like in your own life was it were there was it an encounter with scripture was it were you in a retreat setting was it other um brothers and sisters in christ that were help 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 to re- reflect that back to you what was that like i think initially it was brothers and sisters in Christ. We were attending, and I've shared this numerous times, we were actually at Fishing Creek Salem United Methodist Church uh, in Pennsylvania. And it was through my brothers and sisters in that church and through the pastors at the time where God was speaking to me. Uh, and that started, like you mentioned, with small group ministry. Uh, and so, and it actually was at that church where I took this spiritual gifts survey uh, before that happened. And so, yeah, God allowed other people to speak that into my life, but ultimately it was an, an encounter with, with the Lord that I had that led me into full-time ministry. Uh, yeah. Was it hard for you to believe that? Yeah. I mean, that's why I said I just took the sheet, you know, and I'm looking at these <laughs> questions you have written down here. Am I worthy? I didn't think I was. Am I ready? Heck no. I was definitely not ready. Will I measure up? Nope. <laughs> Will I know what to do? Absolutely not. <laughs> Where will it lead? I have no idea. So <laughs> to <yeah>. Arkansas, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the who would have thought? <laughs> right. Who, who would have thought? thought. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, we just I think if we we just unstop our ears and open our eyes and just allow God to speak to us, and if we do not allow that fear or anxiety to overcome Mm -hmm. then then we can open ourselves up to what the spirit wants to do but it's going to take other people you know just as much as we have to use our gifts for for building up the body of christ 
Well, part of those gifts are speaking into other people's lives. Yeah. You know, and if you see someone who's sitting in Bible study with you and they're just leading conversation and they're, um, you know, just take, and I've had this happen numerous times where I just see people and I, and I just say to them, would you consider leading a Bible study? Because you led that whole entire group of eight people really well. You have a gift. Well, they might not think that they have a gift. Maybe nobody's ever told them that before. Or, or Patrick, like, you know, like you, you're, you're sitting in a, in a, funeral service maybe sometime and there's a a, a church member standing behind you and you're singing a hymn and you hear them singing and you think oh my goodness you have a beautiful voice have you ever thought you might like to sing in the church choir or on the church praise team Mm -hmm. you know that we might be able to help other people recognize and see their gifts yeah i mean sometimes do you think that we don't see our gifts well i do and i and i think um you know, I, I think that, you know, I think the devil counts on that. Right. So that we might not want to, we can squash the Holy Spirit. Yeah. By, by saying no to those questions. Yeah. yeah. God does not tend to coerce us into things. God is not an arm twister. God invites us into things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's that passage that in Revelation, uh, I believe it's chapter three, where Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm. And if you will open the door to me, then I will come in and eat with you and you with me. I mean, that's, you know, Jesus, he's not kicking the door down. Mm -hmm. What's he doing? He's knocking. Mm -hmm. You know, he's inviting you to open up the door. And that's, I think that that image tends to reflect the way that God always works, including the way that the Holy Spirit works in terms of our spiritual giftedness. And that's why... All that language in the New Testament about the body of Christ, all of us being together is so important. I mean, if you believe that you can live out your faith walking alone in the woods or out in the fishing boat and you never join together with the body of believers, well, then who's ever going to help you realize the spiritual gifts that God wants you to have in your life? You, we need each other. Right. And you know, uh, yeah, can you, can you have a relationship with the Lord out on your fishing boat? Yeah, you sure can. But... He also calls us into community and fellowship with one another. Right. You know, and that's a huge part of our faith journey. I wouldn't be who I am if it were not for the people that God had allowed me to journey together with through different seasons. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, You know, you you were talking about Jesus knocking. When I was in England, I wish I could remember the name of it. I might be able to find it. I could talk to someone who was on the trip with me. Uh, But we were in one of the cathedrals and there was this amazing, beautiful painting of a door and Jesus was standing at the door knocking and that's what it was. He's knocking. Mm. Are you going to invite him in? Mm-hmm. Are you going to open the door? Oh, it was beautiful. What you said just reminded me of that. It was the most beautiful painting. So, okay. We've, we've talked a lot. We could just sit here. You're we all could. just relaxed back in your chair. We could just sit here and keep talking about the Holy Spirit and Absolutely. spiritual gifts all day long. It's a great topic. <laughs> it's a great topic. And I hope that it's going to be a good topic for the church over the next you know, five weeks. I think it'll be great. I really do. And so that's all the time we have for this morning. Y'all, thank you for joining us and for listening. And for myself and for Andrew Thompson and Patrick Hall, we will see you next time. Well, we won't see you. We will visit with you next time on Behind the Sermon. Behind the Sermon.